Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of this show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. How are you? I'm good. That's good, man. How's the, um, how's the housework going? <laughs> It is a lot. It is crazy. You know, you to sit inside and uh, you start setting goals and <laughs> you probably write down too many goals than, uh, than you should have. And so all of a sudden you're like taking things off your list of what's going to happen in the front yard, and the backyard. And uh, yeah. so it was a long day of yard work. <laughs> well, you're looking fresh, man. I'm not going to lie. You're looking good. Um, how's the family? <laughs> Family's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a uh, – I've talked to a few coaches about this. It's, it's interesting this time of year having so much family time, you know, because usually this time of year we're traveling and doing a lot more tournaments and yeah. doing whatever. And I've had a ton of great moments with my, with my sons and my wife. And I mean, uh, I miss my job, but at the same time, it's been a, been a big blessing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was just thinking about it now, like even my job – you know, working so much with college athletes and my base is in Wellington. And, you know, I'm currently in New Plymouth right now, which is about four hours drive from where I normally operate from. And it's so good spending time with the family. Um, but I mean, you know, yesterday I had probably one of the epic, most epic mini golf putting competitions um, against my younger brother. <laughs> and uh, it's been really interesting because uh, we've been putting like house chores as the wager. And so that's good. It has been, well, I'm not going to lie. I was sweating yesterday, but I got the win last <laughs> night. So I'm pretty happy about that. But it's so good to speak with you, man. Uh, we haven't done an interview with you uh, yet, but obviously I've known you for a while now. You're looking after one mm-hmm. of my recruits from Japan, which is fantastic. But, you know, I thought this would be a good opportunity to learn about you a lot more. Um, and also for the people that will be watching this can learn about you and also to understand Tyler Junior College and how the Junior College works, um, how that system operates. So, I mean, I guess cool. we'll just get started with how did you get into tennis? Yeah, uh, I grew up in a tennis family. I was one of those guys who my dad was a coach at a country club in Houston. Right. Um, and my mom worked at the pro shop there. And so if I wasn't at the courts, uh, well, I, was, I had to be at the courts. I guess I'll put it that way. And so um, I just kind of grew up playing tennis, played a lot in juniors, um, went on to play at Tyler Junior College, and uh, then played at Texas A&M after that, and right. kind of came full circle and ended up back at TJC coaching. And so not only that, but you won a national championship. Yeah. Tell us about yeah, our, our team, so my freshman year, uh, I came in, I thought – I didn't know much about junior college. I thought I would go in. Um, I was ranked about 20 or so in Texas in juniors, which is okay. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't going to go be an All-American at Division One, but I thought I was a good player. But I thought the junior college coach would love to have me. I thought I was going to be the, the best thing he's ever seen. And so I went in there with a pretty big head and um, got humbled pretty fast. I was – I played my freshman year, played number five uh, singles and number one doubles. Um, and then my sophomore year, I only played number one doubles, didn't even play singles. Really? Um, and we, were, we, had, we ended up having nine guys that year that went to a division one the next year or wow. the year after. 
Wow. So we had nine Division One players. Um, but both years, we our team was able to win a championship. Um, awesome experience. And it really set me up. I think it set me up big time for just kind of learning um, how to win as a team in that championship. Kind of helped me when I went to Texas A&M and tried to promote that same atmosphere there. It's, it's always different at a different school because um, you're walking in with a lot of new faces and new goals. Um, but being able to do that at Tyler kind of, I think, um, gave me some good insight uh, as to how I could hopefully talk to the Aggies, talk to my, my teammates about, hey, this is, this is what it looks like. Um, yeah. And we, we weren't able to do it when I was at A&M. We weren't able to win a, a Big 12 championship or anything. We were really good. And, um, I think our highest ranking, we got in the top 10 a couple times. And, yeah, it's a fantastic um, progress. It's amazing. Really good. Yeah. yeah, I got to play under Tim Cass was the coach. Right. He's a, he's a stud. And so, yeah. I mean, he, uh, I learned a ton from him. Yeah. And um, I was not one of the, the players there either. I wasn't a stud there. I was a kind of a practice guy, bench warmer. But I, it was there that I really found out how important that is on a team. Yeah. Um, and that, that guy could be just as important as a guy who is playing. And so it's, it's been a fun college career. Yeah, I mean, it's not very often where I get to speak to someone who's won a national title as uh, an athlete and also as a coach. You know, your, your record is absolutely fantastic um, as a college coach. So I'm extremely happy to be Thanks. speaking with you. And I know a lot of my athletes will be excited about this as well. Now, you know, like I've done a few presentations. I even did one with your, with your boy, Ali Bohani. In Brisbane, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. And um, you know, Ali obviously he's an assistant men's coach at Boise State now, but he also coached in the junior college system as well. And he sort of talked a lot about the junior college system. But you know, when we we're doing the presentation, there was a lot of parents that didn't really know how junior colleges operate. Do you mind going through about the structure of junior college and how it works? Yeah, for sure. Um, so what we do is there's usually about four or five years it takes to graduate from a four-year school, depending on how good you are at your classes. Like me, it took me four and a half years. But um, what junior college does is it covers the first two years of those classes. Um, and so you will take all your basic core curriculum classes, uh, your English one, your English 1301, your English 1302, your history, uh, your speech, kind of the real basic stuff. And right. then when you graduate from, from junior college, you go to your four-year school with those classes. Um, and so you basically have your foot in the door. So when you transfer to a four-year school, if you did two years at a junior college, you'd go in your third year at a four-year school. Um, and so my job is to make sure that you take the right classes that will transfer. Um, we, have, we have, at our school, we have some academic advisors that help us make sure that happens. Um, and that also you're ready uh, athletically, tennis-wise, that you're ready to take that, that next step also. Yeah, fantastic. And obviously there are some eligibility advantages going to junior college as compared to going to a four-year program. Can you walk us through some of those? What does an athlete have to do if they want to be eligible at um, a junior college? Yeah. So uh, to be eligible at a junior college, all you need, and it sounds really elementary, but it's just the truth, you need a high school diploma or an equivalent to a diploma, so a GED. We have, we've had several players who have gone through the GED uh, recently. So basically, you finish some sort of high school, um, and then you're eligible uh, for junior college. Um, now, that's academically. Um, athletically, like if you're over the age of 19, you can't play, you cannot make any more money 
and $350 per event. Right. Um, and so that's something you run into every once in a while. If someone's, you know, just turned 19 and they play a couple events, they have to be careful. Um, and it's not whether they accept the money or not for junior college. It's whether they even have the chance to make the money. Right. So that's some people have to be careful there. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a good route. I think junior college, we get a, about half of our players are, are non-qualifiers for NCAA, maybe a little less, maybe a third. Um, so they had to take the GED or they had to go another route. Um, and the reason they come to junior college, because if they graduate from junior college with the right GPA, with above a 2.0, then they can become an academic qualifier for the NCAA. Yeah. Um, now, there, there's still some – you have to pay attention to things like competitions and, and graduation dates, things like that. Um, but overall, the academic part of it is taken care of when you graduate from junior college. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I had an athlete of mine. He was 18 years old. He dropped out of high school um, two years before he was expected to graduate high school because he wanted to work in a car dealership. And he didn't even think about college tennis. And then when he saw his mates traveling from New Zealand to America competing on a tennis scholarship, he said, I actually want this. So he's just done two years at USC Sumter. He had to do his GED, obviously, the test, mm -hmm. graduate high school. And now he's, doing his, he's going to be doing his last two years on a good tennis scholarship at a nationally ranked Division II college program. I mean, it's so fantastic that there's a pathway for everyone. Um, so just to get this clear, if there's a 19-year-old that's listening to this talk and maybe they've been out of high school for one year now, they have because they've breached their grace period of six months to go to a D1 or 12 months to go to a D2, if they go to junior college for two years, they can then transfer on. Is that correct? Uh, it is. There's every case, case by case sometimes, you know, right. so it's hard to have a blanket statement with the NCAA, but yes. But yes. Yeah. yeah. NCAA are so gray sometimes. <laughs> they yeah, are... yeah, it, is, it is tough, but that, if that, if that recruit called and asked me that question, I would say, yes, we would, we would be able to help you academically. Awesome. So um, Dash, you played at Tyler Junior College and then you went on to division one. Um, why did you pick Tyler Junior College for a place for you and your family to settle down and to become a coach? That's a good question. You know, we, uh, my wife and I, I taught at a, a country club for the first three years or so after college, um, got married, and the hours were okay at the place I worked at. I worked under a great guy named Peter Farrell. He taught me a lot, but um, I, uh, I really wanted to get back into the college scene. So I called my old, my old TJC coach, Coach John Peterson, and just asked him what he thought about me coaching. And he almost right off the bat was like, yes, you should do this. Like, this yeah. is right up your alley. Um, and so a deal worked with him where he said pretty up front he was going to retire in two years. Yeah. And that I could, I could come and be the grad assistant, um, get my master's, and then take over when he retired. Wow. Um, and so th it, that deal really intrigued me. I probably didn't – I probably thought more about could me and my wife handle the salary of a grad assistant for two years right. than more about is Tyler the right location. Um, I know that as we've been here, um, TJC has been phenomenal. TJC, has, I think, is, it's arguably the best athletic program. The department on the whole is – Fantastic. It's really phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, soccer, we win soccer championships, uh, baseball championships. It's just, it's, uh, it's not just tennis. And so it's really fun to be around that. And I knew that coming back 
Um, what I didn't know, you know, in college, you probably don't pay enough attention to the city. Um, and so because you're on campus so much and you enjoy your, your teammates and your friends, um, coming back has been – the city of Tyler is a phenomenal place. It's just right. a great area, um, great community. And so that's kind of what we – me and my wife and family have, like, re-fallen in love with uh, is just this city. That's fantastic. And talking about what it looks like there, what do the facilities look like for a student athlete? What do they get access to? Yeah, um, we're for a junior college, we're, we're really lucky. I'll see the photo. Um, I think, I <laughs> mean, it's, 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 it's unreal. The, John Peterson, the coach before me, did a lot for the tennis program as far as our facilities. We have eight stadium courts, um, and then we have eight more courts uh, that are open to the community, but they're real nice. We play all of our tournaments on them also. We host nationals, and we use those. Um, so we have – and at our facility, we have locker rooms. We have the coaches' offices. Um, we have a players' lounge that, you know, has the, the big TV and the couch and wow. an area where we can do yoga, and we do yoga and stuff. And the guys don't like that. They uh, don't <laughs> love the yoga, but they're getting used to it. That's um, and that's just for tennis. And then for all the athletics, we have – um, a gym for all the athletes to work out at there's also a rec center where, where you can work out have an indoor pool indoor track to for all the students uh, that's open all day um, so if you want extra workout time you can go there um, and our, our the, I think the, one of the biggest things we have that's rare uh, for the world I live in with junior college is is the training room we have a, a legit training room um, we have two trainers that travel with us, one for the men's team, one for the women's team. Right. And in this, in this training room, I mean, it, it looks like a division one training room. There's, there's 15 tables or so that you can get, you get worked on and we have yeah. doctors that come and check you out. And so it's, we're, we're, we're lucky. I, mean, I, I know we're lucky. I'm not, I'm not ignorant to think that we're not uh, given a lot. And so I'm, I'm really uh, feel appreciative to our school for yeah. giving us so much. That's amazing. It's so good that those athletes get access to those fantastic resources. And, you know, like I am in touch with your, with, your, with one of the soccer coaches from your program, and he said the exact same thing. He said it's an amazing setup. And he, I also heard the words like, it's basically like a large sports academy. Like, it's the majority <laughs> of the people there are athletes, and it's a great stepping stone going and finishing off your degree for those final two years. You get everything. You're getting bigger, faster, stronger, um, how was the classroom sizes there? What's the student to uh, professor ratio? Yeah, I mean, the classes are about 20 people, maybe on average. Um, I think the largest they get is about 40. Um, so you still get, we actually have, I think on enrollment last semester, we had about 11 to 12,000 actually on the enrollment. Wow. I think those numbers can be funny with uh, online classes sometimes though. But yeah, sure. I think, I th we, we do look like, uh, I think moments, it is like a, uh, like it's a bunch of athletes on campus. Because yeah. I mean, all the athletes do pretty much live on campus. But the, during the day, there's a lot of student body. There's a lot to the student body. A lot of people in your class that, so it's not like you're just hanging out with athletes. I think it's fun to hang out with them because you can go to watch your friends play your basketball yeah. or football or soccer. And it's kind of fun to cheer on people you know. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's a fun student body. but Classes aren't too big. It's about 20 people per, per class. Fantastic. And let's talk about some of the athletes that are part of your program. Obviously, you've got one of our athletes from Japan, Rio. Fantastic. Rio, yeah. Fantastic young man. And you've signed one of our other girls from New Zealand um, who's off who's Mia, off yeah. as well. Yeah, so she's 
very excited to be coming there. And, um, you know, talk to us a little bit about some other athletes. You've got quite an international roster, don't you? Yeah, we got a more international roster. I think some of that has to go with, we talked about the eligibility issues um, and non-qualifiers. I think um, when people are playing tennis and they're 16 years old and they're overseas, they're not really thinking about college in America, usually. Right. Um, I think Americans do think about that a little more. So they kind of keep track with their grades a little differently. Um, so we do have a, a, a heavy international roster. Um, people ask me if I, do I recruit internationally or do I recruit more Americans or how does that work? And I tell them neither. I, I recruit the best people and tennis player I can find. And, right. and until someone tells me I need to do it some other way, then I'm going to do it that way. And um, we've been fortunate lately. But, um, yeah, Rio, I've really enjoyed Rio this past year. He did a really good job, just got better and better and better. Yeah. Um, I think he really started believing in himself a lot towards the end of the year. Um, he was at a stage there where he might have just beaten anybody. I don't know. He was he, – he's the kind of player – <laughs> yeah if he starts if he starts popping the ball you're gonna have trouble with him and so um yeah. and i'm really excited to have him back again next year um and i'm excited to get mia here um yeah but yeah we, we got some I think some good players still yeah absolutely and if an athlete comes to tjc on a full scholarship what does that cover what expenses for them does that cover it covers everything on campus so they're tuition fees and books it covers their housing and their food um we we have a dorm on campus that basically they would live with all their teammates in one dorm right um and they they and they share that dorm with other athletes and then we have a cafeteria a chick-fil-a and a subway and a starbucks on campus so that wow. kind of covers all that too yeah, yeah i know a little, probably a little too much chick-fil-a than, <laughs> than the other stuff but uh it's tempting um, but it covers all that. Um, it doesn't cover insurance. Um, by rule, we're not allowed to uh, cover the insurance. Um, it can't. One one rule that not a lot of people don't know about, and I would recommend um, anybody that's being recruited in junior college to at least bring up with the coach is the the school can can pay for one flight home. Right. They can't pay round trip, but they can pay for one. Uh, one direction and so that's something that comes up every once in a while um, somebody needs help uh, we are allowed to do that um, if a school has it in their budget and so um, yeah that's what all it covers that's that's really good to know and what sort of tennis expenses like is it like bags grips shoes are rackets included we racket is per case uh, it's per I just have different deals with different different players that we kind of have to figure out um, everything else is given um we're able to give so we give you know match clothes um we usually give about four pairs i say four pairs of shoes to players um a year right but uh you know being honest some people go through i go through two pairs of shoes a year some guys go through 10 pairs of shoes it seems like in a year so you kind of see how you can work it out yeah but um but yeah we we give them socks hats and everything they need to compete uh and be comfortable hopefully and um and so it, it, they, they get everything they need, grips, uh, string. We use Selenko, basically. Um, they do a lot for us. And so um, we, we use a lot of their stuff. And so, yeah. Fantastic. And, you know, like Rio, our athlete, uh, you know, playing in your team, and uh, he was towards the bottom end of the lineup, you know, it was like a number six and a five guy coming in. And his UTR was a 12, which is 
a lot of depth for a, for a good team. And so, you know, obviously you have your conference and you've got your national championship for junior college. But I know that you guys also do compete against close Division One and Division Two schools. Tell us about that experience and some of the fixtures you've competed against. Yeah, we, we play mainly Division Two schools when it comes to four-year schools. Right. Um, they just have more room in their schedule. Um, and we've done well against them. We play a lot of them, Oklahoma and Texas, a lot of the Division Two schools. We've done well recently. Um, but it's one thing I love about playing them is they're – it has two things for us. Um, it, it, the competition is so tight on every one of those matches. It's really good. Um, it really pushes our guys. And the other thing is it, it helps our guys be recruited. You know, it helps our guys and girls be looked at. And so not only are we playing against those schools, but we might be playing against um, a Division II school, and they say, wow, Rio looks good. Tell me about him as, they're beating, as he's beating his guy, you know. Or, um, so it's a uh, – we play a, a – probably on average about six or seven division twos through a spring. Um, and then maybe one or two division ones. Like we played Abilene Christian this year, um, lost to them in a heartbreaker. I think, I think it was four, three, but it may have been five, two, but um, it's always close with them. And then uh, I think that was the only division one we had this year, but sometimes we get a couple more in there um, that we always try to get in. Yeah. And you mentioned like, you know, coaches do, talk to you about your athletes because as you said earlier in this talk athletes are only worth you for two years and then for the last years they transfer on how easy is it to place your athletes once they graduate from tjc into a four-year school is it quite a smooth transition and do you line up like deals for your athletes before they're about to even graduate like they know where they're going so it, it's it's case by case i mean it depends on the person and the player uh, if you have a player that's number one in the nation um, you get a lot of phone calls about that player. And so that's a little easier to find um, somewhere for that person to go. Um, but I, I always put it in the player's uh, possession of what they're supposed to do. I want them right. to do the homework. I want them to make sure they're being recruited. Um, I'm going to help. And I always tell them I'm going to talk about them to whoever asks. Um, and if they have, you know, two or three schools they're looking at, I'll make phone calls and talk to those coaches. Right. Um, and be truthful about it and tell them what I think. And, um, but I, I tell a lot of players that they have to do their homework. They have to do what they need to do in order to be recognized also. And so um, that's probably how it goes. The transition, um, I, I, think, I think it's pretty good. I mean, I, it's, I don't get to – watching them on the other side of that transition, the players, I, it, there's always a, a – there's always one bump in the road, it seems like, for every player because you're, you're switching everything. You're switching a campus. You're switching a coach. You're switching an environment. And you go into the next one. And I always tell my players, I was like, when you go, it's going to be hard, but don't compare it to anything you've done. You're going on a fresh slate. Right. If you go there and you say something like, well, in Tyler, we did this, they're going to hate you for it. Yeah. So don't say that. You know, I mean, yeah. but go there, be ready for a new experience, a new family. Um, you're always being Apache to us, but this is your next step. And so um, they're always – most players will have one bump in the road, and then when they get past that little little bump, you can tell they really uh, – majority will really buy into that next experience. For sure. And what kind of programs and what sort of case studies can you share with us of some of your athletes going to some big-time programs? Yeah, um, 
so I mean, recently, uh, uh, Marcus Walters played number one for us the past couple of years. A young man from England. He played at Florida State this past past year. Nice. Um, he really really enjoyed it there. Um, we had the guy that played before him at the top of our lineup was a guy named Ferran Calvo. Uh, Ferran was from Spain. He went and played at Oklahoma. Um, did really well. Um, on the girls' side, we've had Jasmine Asgar from England also went to Oklahoma and played. Um, Tamar Arnold from Switzerland. She started at Oklahoma State and actually uh, is now at San Diego State. Um, I guess we wanted to be closer to the beach. I don't know. And so, uh, <laughs> Good spot. But, um, but, I mean, then, and then also besides Division One schools, uh, this past year, uh, Luke Simkis uh, was, I think, number six. The NAI rankings just came out. He just finished his first semester at Kaiser. It was ranked number six nice. in the nation. Yeah. Um, and, and then also on Division Two, Alex Parker just went to St. Leo. Uh, and I think he was number five or six in the nation uh, in Division Two. So um, we don't we don't just do Division One NCAA NCAA Division One, but we have relationships I think with a lot of different four-year schools. Yeah, and personally, from like from my end as a recruiter. You know, just thinking about it and, like, for my athlete's perspective, if they go to junior college, they're making such a good case to finish at a really strong school um, because, you know, like, when a college coach is looking at two people, either a freshman straight out of high school um, or a person from junior college, the person from junior college is matured as a person. They've got college experience. They can adapt into different environments. The UTR is much more reliable because, I mean, playing in a common area as opposed to, like, a guy from, like, Australia – who just graduated and played in some weird tournaments that a coach really doesn't understand. So, you know, I, I'm a, I really love junior college. I like the system and we've put athletes from like Fiji, Samoa, Australia, New Zealand into the junior college system. And all of those athletes have absolutely loved it. So I really, mm. I really think it's an amazing system. Um, and, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, when you're looking at athletes, when you're actually recruiting athletes, what kind of things do you look for? Is it purely results driven or what kind of other things do you look for uh, when you're bringing people to TJC? Result, results help. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, it's a, uh, I want to know what kind of com competitiveness they have. Um, it, to me, if they can, they, they love to compete. If, they, if, they, if they're the kind of people I could invite over and they see my son's playing uh, Nintendo and they want to play with them and they're like, they, they, I mean, they're nice, but they want to beat my sons. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of guy or girl I want on my team. I want someone yeah. – um, because those are the people you go to practice every day with, and if you don't have to motivate them because they know they want to get better. Or even in the classroom, they, they want their grades to get better. They don't like being someone who falls behind in class. So competitiveness is really big for me. Um, it, it's, a, uh, it's funny. You were talking about junior college, and I think what people look for – when they're recruiting junior college players, it's this is the number one thing I always tell four-year coaches is when I get a when I get a player that comes in, Rio comes in and he plays, um, he's fighting for that six spot, fighting for that five spot, fighting for the four spot. There is a a grind there that he falls into as a freshman in junior college because he knows in the back of his mind, I have to work hard. I'm trying to get better for the future, and I think some. Sometimes you can get a freshman in a four-year school and you don't get that same drive all the time because I got two or three more years to figure this out. I'm just a freshman. I'm not supposed to be that good yet, you know, or I think they can fall into that trap. And so I'm looking for someone who's just competitive. I, I, I wanted them to just fight like a dog and just 
and, and enjoy it every day fighting for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on some junior colleges, and I won't name them, but you get quite, you get quite large rosters. Um, and there are some athletes out there that ask me that question. They're like, Amrit, we looked at this junior college, but they've got like 30 athletes on their, on their men's roster. What kind, of, what kind of comments can you make on that? Like, why are those rosters so large? I think, I think it's just uh, athletic departments. I don't think it's the coaches. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think what it is more is um, schools need uh, – I'm trying to think how to put this. Schools need to make money, yeah. right? And the more students they have, the more money that those schools will make. Right. Right. Um, and so sometimes bosses will tell coaches, hey, you need this amount of people on your team because we need – to be able to make sure the funds are coming in correctly. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's, I think that's the number one reason. Um, and you know, there's a lot of tennis players out there. So maybe, maybe some other coaches, I would mean, get to ask them, I guess, but I, I wonder yeah. if they, it helps them with practices somehow, but, but I don't know. We, we try to keep it around 10. I think we had 11 this past year. Um, 10 on my men's side and eight on my women's side is about what I love. Um, if I have a couple more or a couple less, I mean, on the guy's side, then that's fine with me. Um, yeah. but I think it's a, uh, there's a lot of good tennis players out there. And so it's, if you get, it's a, uh, it's a hard thing to be able to tell a guy who's really good that he's not in the top six doesn't make much sense sometimes. And so that large number would be difficult for me. For sure. And let's talk about some of those better athletes um, that have got good ITF rankings and good UTRs. Obviously, a lot of coaches message athletes these days on Facebook Messenger or they find out their numbers and they contact them on WhatsApp. Um, Should athletes be concerned if a coach says, we want to sign you without even talking to them? If if one of my players gets approached that way, I, I say pump the brakes a little yeah. bit, take your time. Um, the, I remind them that, you know, we, when I recruit a player to come to TJC and I show them our facility, I try to FaceTime with them, show them the facility and the campus. And I talk about it the way I did with you a few minutes ago. The thing I end with every time, because it's true, is the facility is going to get old. You know, it, the great things are going to get old. What's going to stay the same is your relationship that you're going to build with the coach or build with that team and the environment. That's what, that's what you're really having to pay attention to. So if I get a player who the coach really pushes quick, yeah. uh, I tell them, meet that coach more. I mean, you're not going to – I mean, rarely – it's just like, in a weird way, it's kind of like dating somebody. You're not going to meet them and right away say, yes, you're the one. You want right. to meet them a little bit and, yeah. and just make sure you're making a smart decision. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's so many times where, like, an athlete, I'll be walking around like a national tournament in New Zealand, and this athlete will come up to me and say, Hey, I'm going to look at this message. I basically got a deal overnight. And it's just a coach saying, I want you here. Like, we'll do anything to make it happen. I was like, Well, like, do you even know this coach? <laughs> like, <laughs> to this guy? Like, that's a bit of a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. But look, man. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Um, a lot of athletes are going to get so much uh, valuable information Good. out of this. And I know, um, you know, you've got a young family and you're really busy. So thank you for taking time out of the day. And, um, yeah, wish you all the best. How's it over there with COVID-19 right now where you're at? It's pretty good. I mean, there, there's there been discussions. Actually, I think yesterday our, the Texas governor said that they're going to be in the process of 
opening up some some stores again. Right. And I, I don't think they're opening them up for everyone to walk into. I just think like clothing stores, merchandise stores, you can you can pick up stuff from the curb now. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about, I mean, our president's talking about a lot of things. He usually does. But um, they're talking about, you know, pushing back a little bit here, trying to open some right. things up. And um, I hope we don't do it too fast. But, um, boy, I'm, I hope I'm not sitting here doing yard work for too many more months. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> You have the best looking yard in the country, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's which is I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know. It, it could be worse. It could be worse. Potentially a lands future landscaper company coming up. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my sons that. They they they're they're exhausted. I think they're sick of me. I wake up in the morning and I ask them, You done with your schoolwork? All right, let's let's side. Yeah. We've been doing other stuff too, but they've had a lot of yard work. That's awesome. Hey, Dash, thank you so much again. And um, I really appreciate it. And look forward to Mia joining you guys very soon. Um, and yeah. Rio getting back there and putting in hard work in his last year. Yeah, me too. I'm excited.